0: everybody and welcome to Everything with Jenna. My name is Jenna and thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you like what you hear, whether you're new or returning. I hope that you find this podcast a little bit of fun to listen to uh, whenever it is that you're taking some time to listen to it. So I really appreciate you. So thank you so much. So today, you guys, I wanted to get into something that is kind of random. And considering I'm not even 40 yet, it's just something that... (laughs) kind of kind of made me think. So, last week I had my son on this podcast and he called me out for saying, "How does it make you feel to say back in my day?" And I was thinking about that and one, he's so funny, isn't he? But two, yesterday my husband and I were out and we were looking at new cars and Uh, If you know me, I'm a car person, I love cars, I have always loved cars, cars have been my thing for as long as I can remember. Uh, Not so much like the mechanical portion of it, I'm not a gearhead in that regard, but I love cars, I think cars are great. I think that it's interesting with the new technology that gets put into cars, and really how the comfort of cars has really changed so much from way back in the early 1900s, all way to where we're at today in 2020. Uh, In fact, one of the very first events that I ever produced when I was in advertising was a Cadillac show uh, called Cadillac Through the Years, and I helped produce that entire event. It was very cool. We worked with a local historical Cadillac club, and there was actually a Cadillac out there from 1906. And uh, fun fact, I got to drive in it, and that was really cool. The tires were almost like 10-speed tires. That's what it reminded me of, very thin, small tires. Uh, is interesting. It was also really interesting that back in the early 1900s, when cars were really coming along, and especially like the fancy cars like the Cadillac, that the chauffeur in the front actually had the leather seats, whereas in the back it was the plush, almost like a mink type of interior. So I thought that was very interesting too to, to how my th- my how things have changed, but as we were looking at cars yesterday, I'm just so surprised at how expensive cars are. And I... (sighs) Okay, so truth be told, because of my love for Cadillacs and because of my affiliation with a, one of the local Cadillac dealerships here, I have uh, driven two Cadillacs. I currently have a Cadillac and really it's based on the relationship that I have with the general manager of the Cadillac dealership. Uh, he has always been very good to me. I've gotten quite a few cars from him, um, but finally I was making enough money to afford a Cadillac and uh, with my new job, with my new promotion, I really need a Cadillac or not a cat. I don't need a cat. Okay. Let me start that over again. I need a vehicle that is going to offer me a little bit more room. The Cadillac that I currently drive is an XT five, which is the crossover. And I love it. His name is Anderson Cooper because he is a silver Fox and it's a great, I love my car very, very much. However, with that being said, it's a crossover. And while it's roomy, I need a little bit more room, I think, especially as I'm going to be traveling more, Um, not so much driving to other states. But uh, when people come here, I have a feeling they'll be coming and I'll be chauffeuring a little bit around at that point as well. And I just want something that's a little bit more roomier but not too big because I'm not a very big person. So I've been kind of doing some research and seeing what else is out there. There is a new version of Cadillac, Cadillac XT6, which does have the third row capability, but I don't like the look of the car at all uh, or the vehicle. I guess it's not a car, but I don't like the look of it. And I don't want an Escalade much to my boss's chagrin because he's like, come on, I want to see you rolling in here on an Escalade. I just, one, I cannot afford an Escalade even with a great promotion that I just received uh, but two, it's too big and I just would not feel comfortable driving that. I know I wouldn't. So I'm looking like maybe a fuller size SUV, but not like a giant SUV, a, a smaller full size SUV or larger than a crossover is kind of where I'm at. And Cadillac just doesn't really have anything for me that I'm overly interested in, especially if I'm going to be paying for Cadillac pricing. Right. So, so because of that, um, my husband and I have been looking and he drives a truck an F 150. It's a really nice truck, but he drives a really long time or a long distance to go to work and back. And I think I've mentioned that before. So he has probably about 100,000 miles on his truck. And so we were talking and I said, you know, it might not be a bad deal if maybe we go and do something together. If we trade in together, maybe they'll they'll work with us a little bit more. And I'm pretty decent at negotiating. So we'll see. We'll see how that all goes down. But um, we know that we're not ready to make a purchase yet just because I really think think that we'll get a better deal if we wait to Memorial Day. Um that's a fun fact that I recall from advertising of course that on those three-day weekends, even though here in Nevada, you can't buy a car on Sundays. I think you can at some dealerships, but most dealerships uh, with the blue law, they still respect that and they are closed on Sunday, which I'm totally down with. So anyways, generally speaking on a three-day weekend, normally they have really good deals. And also very often they pay for your car registration. And also here in Las Vegas and Nevada, our car registration is ridiculously high. They base it off of the price of the MS. SRP of when the car is new. Uh, So, even like for instance, my car costs me, I think last year it cost me over $800 to register it, uh, which is ridiculous in my opinion because that's way more than even my car payment is. And it just seems kind of ridiculous. So, for me, the next car I want to get is something that obviously is a little bit more roomier. And looking ahead, as Jack is 12, I'm thinking that and my history, my track record is that by about four years in, I'm pretty want something new because there's new technology. Cause like I said, I love that, that probably it'd be something that maybe he could take over and then I could get a new car in four years. Um, but that's, that's, you know, that's four years on the road. So who knows? But, uh, but with the, um, the Memorial day, they often pay your registration and that's that would be very helpful too, because, you know, especially if we're doing two vehicles at the same time and yes, we can transfer the plates and blah, 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 but it still is going to cost us an arm and a leg. And so that's kind of what our thought is. So with that being said, we go and we just, we tell everyone we're like, we're not buying now. And of course they're like, Oh, are you sure? And it's just like, yeah, we're sure. We're just doing research. We are in research and development mode as far as we're researching and developing our ideas as to what it is that we want to get. My husband is definitely stuck on a truck. Uh, he's, he really likes the Ford Raptor. They're very pricey to the point of, you know, somewhere between 70 to $80,000 for a brand new one, which to me is asinine. So with that being said, we went to the Ford dealership yesterday, not that far away. And it's one of the best Ford dealerships in the West coast or so they say, and, and the first guy there was like super rude to us. And I thought, well, this is not very normal. I mean, that's just weird. Cause we basically said we were not buying today. So he was like, Oh, okay. And just totally like blew us off. You just stood there we're like, okay. Um, then we found another guy who came up to us and started talking with a super nice guy and we told him what happened. And he was like, you know, that's just ridiculous. But he showed us all kinds of cars, showed us Lincoln's because you know, that's the top end of the Ford brand. And, uh, we looked at those and, and we looked at the difference. Uh, I looked at quite a few explorers, which, you know, they do offer that third row capability if needed. It is a smaller third row, but it is there. So that's good. And I started thinking about how expensive these vehicles are. So for a brand new Ford Explorer, I want to say the one that was Like probably most comparable to my current XT5. Uh, It was like $54,000. And I was like, golly, $54,000 for a Ford Explorer. And I've done some research and it definitely is probably one of the highest priced in that particular class. And I was thinking about to when I was in high school and um, was just driving. So I started driving in... Early 1997, so I Googled it and I was like, "What was the original MSRP for a Ford Explorer back in 1997?" And it was twenty one thousand dollars. Now I don't know exactly what how that equates to to today's, you know, like what was twenty one thousand dollars back in 1997 as to what it is today, like as far as like um, what that would be today. But man, in my mind, I'm still thinking twenty one thousand dollars, <laughs> you know, twenty three thousand dollars. I know that's not the case, but that just seems like so much more money, you know, 50 something thousand dollars for a Ford Explorer. It's not a BMW, which by the by is really, I really want a BMW X5. I'm just putting that out there in the universe. No. Does it have a third row? No. Is it bigger than my car? Yes. And do I want one? Yes. Am I going to get one more than likely not? Uh, because it's a BMW. So, you know, there's that, but, uh, needless to say, I was just so, I was just so shocked at how much money, cars are. And I know I shouldn't be. I'm a car person. I see cars. I notice cars. I like cars. I research cars. I'm very interested in cars. And it still just blows my mind how expensive things are. And then at work, so a few days ago at work, we're, we're doing this thing about like, how much did a house cost back when the community first opened to how much it costs today. And it's substantially more, of course. So I mean the housing market is obviously a lot different than the vehicle market in that things go up, things go down, uh you know, the your house is of course the the thing that you're going to invest in is probably going to be the biggest asset that you have as far as something that you're going to spend your money on, which also blows my mind too. Um, as I've mentioned, I work for a company that it works with, uh, it is an HOA and in the particular neighborhood that I've been at for the last almost nine years. I mean, the housing market has gone up and down and all around. And, and I'm always surprised when people like come into our office and say they didn't even know they had an HOA. And I, and It always blows my mind because I don't know how true they're being when they say that because it's like the biggest investment that most people make is in their home. So why don't you want to know like what all is entailed in that? You know, (laughs) like, what do you mean you don't know you have an HOA? You live in a gated community or you live here, you know, what did you think? You know, so that kind of blows my mind too in in that you're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars in this case for a home yet you didn't even do like a Google search on it to see like what all was included. (laughs) I don't know. Eh, I don't know. I mean, and I get it. Some people are, most people are not from, from here and maybe where they're from, there are no HOAs. So I can appreciate that. But that also means that the realtor really sucks if their realtor didn't tell them that either. But with that being said, you know, like the, a gallon of milk has gone up, I don't know, like 10% and all this stuff just continues to grow. And in my mind, I start feeling like a very old biddy that says, why is everything so much more expensive? And I get supply and demand in my mind. I understand the rational reason of why things are more expensive than they were before. But part of me also is just like, Is it though, like, is it that much more expensive? Now I understand with vehicles now with the technology in them, most of them don't even have an actual tachometer, easy for me to say, or a speedometer. Uh, Most things all digital. I mean, even in my car, I have the analog, but then digital as well. So it's not like it's, I mean, I, I have a digital speedometer. I have a regular one too, but I have a digital one. And now whenever I get into another vehicle that doesn't have that, I don't know how fast I'm going. Like I have a very hard time, like identifying, like, am I going 25 or am I going 27? Where in my car, it's literally is digital and tells me how fast I'm going. So I don't know. It's just, it's gets, it's with the technology and obviously all of that stuff costs a lot more money to do and to put in and to maintain but then also it could break easier as well so i don't know i mean i do feel that it's interesting that i remember we had friends family friends that they bought a house back like in the early 90s and And I think they spent, I want to say like, oh yeah, they spent about $250,000 on their house. But this was like in the early nineties, uh, when I think maybe my parents' house was like probably like $80,000. And, uh, and I remember my mom saying like, can you imagine spending a quarter of a million dollars on a home? And now it's just so funny because it's like, okay. I mean, obviously most homes now, at least in my neck of the woods are going for, you know, double that easily. And It's not that homes have really improved their technology a lot. (laughs) You know, again, it's a supply and demand thing. I mean, you look at California or places like that where like my house in California would probably be two million dollars. And I certainly did not pay two million dollars for our house. We did not pay that. We didn't even come anywhere near that. But that's just what I guess it is. It's just the location, location, location. Cost of everything goes up and I still feel old wondering why it cost me fifty bucks to fill my car up with gas when I was in high school and it cost me ten. Granted. I had a little sports car and it only, I think probably had a 10 gallon tank in it, but still, I mean, I'm excited that I go to Costco and I get gas for under three bucks a gallon. I'm like, this is great. Cause I put 91 in it cause I drive a Cadillac, which my husband reminds me of all the time. But, uh, <laughs> anyways, it's interesting. It, it's going to be interesting to see kind of how, how this whole thing plays out with the whole new car search that we're looking to do or we're looking to get and, you know, some other stuff with, as far as like how much things cost, it's just blows my mind. And I know I sound like a very old person saying that, but it's just like, I don't know. Are we all making that much more money too? I don't know. Maybe I have no idea. I probably should have googled that. But regardless, things go up, and I feel old because I'm like, remember when back in the day? And that's pretty much what it was back in the day. You know, you could get you could get a diet coke from McDonald's for for like a dollar, or like I was listening to a radio show, and it's like, oh, remember? You know, you go up to Jack in the Box and get like two night two tacos for ninety nine cents, and now they're like. I don't know. I haven't been a Jack in the Box a long time, but I think they said like $1.49. What? They're the same freaking tacos. You know, like what has changed about the, about the Jack in the Box tacos? I don't think anything. Granted, I have not gotten them in, mm, I can't even tell you how many years it's been since I've gotten a Jack in the Box taco. But you know what I'm saying? Like basically things have gone up, price and demand, supply and demand, this is your economics lessons for today, but I do feel old. I felt very old looking at the cost of vehicles yesterday. And of course I know brand new too is, is totally different than like a certified pre-owned one. We also look at Jeep grand Cherokees, which does not have the third row. So that's the negative to it, but I do like that. It's a little bit more roomier. And I looked at a new one, a 2021 that was, I want to say $50,000 for a Jeep grand Cherokee. And then I looked at one that was a 2019 that probably had 4,000 miles on it. That was uh, $31,000. So I'm like, hmm, let me do the math on that one. Let's see. You know, because like they say, as soon as you drive off, drive off the lot, that's what it is. But there is something about getting a new car, isn't there? Anyways, what is something that you cannot believe the cost of? Also, when you think about it, like the things that our parents didn't have to pay for when we were growing up, like the internet being probably the biggest example of that cell phones probably being the second example. I mean, my mom had a cell phone when I was like in high school, but it was like the, it was hers. But then like you would borrow it to go, you know, cause like we lived in a small town about 45 minutes away from the big city. So everyone would take their mom's cell phone with them to Boise. So that way we knew that, you know. That way, we were safe, and if anything happened, we had a phone to call, and it was a pretty big deal. So, you know, those are two things that we definitely pay for that our parents certainly didn't even have the option to pay for, especially the internet. I mean, like that came along in my late uh, what like 96, 97, something like that, 98. I don't know when we actually got the internet at our house. My dad was like anti internet. I don't know why. I think it was just like the fear of the unknown. That's kind of how he is. He was like, I don't need no cell phone. I don't need the internet. And then once he gets it, he's like, lives on it. So that definitely happens. But things that we pay for, I mean, we have, we have satellite TV, but, um, I know a lot of people don't, a lot of people are unplugged. They have just streaming devices, but again, all the streaming services. So you're not paying for cable, but you're paying for all the streaming services. (sighs) I don't know. satellite radio too, all that kind of stuff. So anyways, things that they didn't have to pay for that we do pay for. So I do feel like, um, some things are definitely worth it. Obviously technology has made things better, but it's also probably made things a little worse too, if I'm being honest. So this is my old lady podcast today and me wondering, wanting to know why it is that I have to pay more for things, even though I understand, but I still don't want to, because I would love to not have to pay $53,000 for a new car. So I'm not going to, But I still really like the brand new cars, but that's another note. So anyways, (laughs) what's something that you are still shocked out of the price of? I would love to know. So if you want, drop me a line on the Instagram or on the Facebooks, on the interwebs. Um, You can find my podcast as you found it um, wherever you get your podcasts. And then also there's an issue with the direct link to my website and I'm trying to figure out what's going on with that. I thought it was fixed. It's not. um, So actually I have like the people who host my podcast looking into it to try and figure out why it's not loading properly. So anyways, uh, thank you. I'm glad you found me. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have a great day. Bye, everyone.